The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. This is Sharita Star. It's the Sharita Star and Power Hour. Thank you for being here. And good day. Good morning. Good evening. Good afternoon. Wherever you're listening from in the world, on Mind Body Spirit FM. It's time once again to get empowered, dear stars. Welcome to episode 23 and the 10th of 2023. This is the listener special. Your questions consciously answered. Our last episode and the ninth for 2023 was the law of attraction, power of gratitude, and reaping our soul certainty rewards. Uh, that was uh, Mind, Body, Spirit right now is still currently in May, uh, focusing an entire which I think is, again, one of the most important things we need to be doing right now in many of the ways we are able to stay grounded in these times is is completely understanding the power of gratitude. So uh, if you're looking for, you know, things to be uh, helping in these regards, uh, Mind, Body, Spirit FM has uh, put together there's many, many, many other podcasters in the network who have done their version of what, uh, how they understand gratitude and the way that it can be utilized in, in these current times to enhance and obviously empower our lives. There's blog posts. There's all kinds of different things. There's an entire page. If you go to Mind, Body, Spirit FM website, you can learn all about all the other ways that you can figure that out. But what we did is put it together in accordance to, you know, how obviously I'm a cycles person, a numbers nerd and all that. So, and uh, of course, how we always spell out the truth, uh, which is one of my other specialties that I uh, really try to spread awareness of through the understanding of lexigrams. We're really going to dive into some things today uh, in in answering some questions consciously. Utilizing uh, the power of lexigrams and uh, how they uncannily tell quite a few things. So, today as this episode airs, we have a uh, Taurus new moon, 28 degrees. We are now under the shadow of Mercury retrograde in Taurus as well. That will span until the 31st of May, just as we close out this very uh, potent month. Uh, universal month into 12. This is the real deal. Uh, if you are part of my soul certainty community on Patreon, you definitely understand what I have said about this month and how important it was to become a kneeling submissive student and how the importance of going within was part of how to combat this energy. Uh, we had the majority of this month was all in reflective realms, first and foremost. 
And you get so many people wanting to push the gun and put put the foot on the gas and, and, and get things, you know, la, 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 push, 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 grind, 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 push, push, push. And the cycles were not supporting that at all. And if I had and and gratitude for all of, by the way, before we even get going, gratitude uh, for all your wonderful, poignant, and amazing questions that we're going to be tackling here in in conscious answering, uh, very sh- <laughs> in about five minutes or less. Um, but I had probably more people say to me recently, I, I can't stay grounded. Like everybody tells me the same situation. And and trust me, myself included in that. I do find it very hard to ground right now. Um, and I'm even more fortunate where I'm I'm in nature more than I'm not. And I I realized quite a few things about, you know, what what I was, you know, even habitually doing. And I'm like, ah, there's the key. So I'm I'm definitely gonna gonna share the biggest thing about staying grounded right now and it's staying off your technology not saying don't use it but it's staying off of it more than you're on it and some people obviously have to use technology for work and all those things i'm not talking about that i'm i'm talking about what you do with your free time what you do with your own time to be proactive in your personal life what you do for yourself to help thyself. Because if we begin to ground through our own self-knowledge, you know, people are still looking for a guru to save the day. They're still looking for someone to rescue them. They're still looking for all of these things in life or they're looking for the big magic switch of the truth is going to come out and your anticipation of how that can go or how it's going to go is causing you anxiety because you're looking too far outside of yourself. The only person who has the answers right now is you. And you have to take the time. It's going to be so critical in, in how everything will be shifting and I don't see it where it's some big boom moment where oh my god there it is there's the magic gem we've been waiting for the nugget of truth and it does it's not going to work this way this is a very evolving process of how we're watching global systems collapse. We're watching American systems collapse. We're, we're watching all of this happen in in a real time, multi-layered, multi-things going on. And it's because we are trying to focus all on what's outside of ourselves to try to figure it out and, and discern it. And, 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 and it's causing anxiety for the average person when you've got to and I'll you know you know me I introduced you to the lieutenant for a reason lieutenant Stephen uh, lieutenant colonel Stephen Murray I introduced him to you I think that was March episode 
so that you had someone to refer to because why he's got common sense. I listen to his podcast and I feel grounded after I listen to it because it comes from a point of common sense. It doesn't come from a place of it's, it, he, he really, you know, if you listen to him consistently, he, he just has this, you know, I mean, that's his, that's what his head does. <laughs> I mean, he's military trained and especially in this information warfare. And, and that is where he's so brilliant to listen to him because he's got common sense and, and there's such a common sense way of picking apart whatever we're watching without reacting to it in a way that we are not grounded anymore because we're not going to get anywhere in resolution of what is going on right now. If we keep focusing on the problems all the time, it's time to start thinking about what the solutions are. And if we stop focusing on the problems and start focusing on the solutions and what we want to see come out of it, And focus on that. Focus on what is going to be our part in the resolve. What's your part? What are you individually going to do? Because there's no guru coming to save you. You are your own guru. And I will repeat that. Spell out the word phonetically. G. You. Are you. You're the one you've been waiting for. The only way you're going to continue to stay grounded is if you focus, not selfishly, but if you focus on what you're good at, what your passion is, and what you can do to help, serve, and contribute, and commit to a moral compass solution to everything we're watching not go so well otherwise. There's nobody else to wake up. There's nobody, you can't change people's thinking unless they want to themselves. And I, I, I see this, especially when you got yourself wrapped up in social media, it's ridiculous to watch people and what they post. You're not waking anybody up by doing that. You're not. They have to find out by themselves. And if they don't, that is not the contract in this situation. And they'll deal with it on their own. And it'll be far too late, more than likely. So keep that in mind. Is it's it's you that has the power. And only you. You're the only person you're in control of. We are not in control of anybody else. Despite what (laughs) we we watch we watch other people be controlled but that's not our story right so i'm going to share just a couple of things before we're going into more specific questions but that was like the most repeated question is i can't stay you know how how do we stay grounded what is some more tips and tools on how to stay grounded so here's my answers to that aside from you know your personal forecast holds everything that you need to know for your own timing and how you need to be working through this collective mayhem that it seems to be. Your forecast is going to fortify 
and strengthen you so that you can help be part of the resolve. That is the only way we're going to work through this because this moment in time and these moments in time that we are experiencing right now, they're not going to stay the same. We're going to move through them and we're going to evolve through them. The words resolve, evolve, both contain the word love. So that's how you do it. If you come from that kind of approach, you can't go wrong. So I'm a big fan of Osho. Uh, I don't know uh, how some people have opinions about him, but that's perfectly fine. Uh, I happen to think his teachings are, are quite, uh, they've always been quite with it. And, uh, you know, he's a little ancient guy. And then and he, <laughs> I mean, he's not super ancient, but <laughs> he's, uh, he's, he's a lot more mature than I am at this point. And, uh, you know, Hey, but just a few things from the Osho camp and the Osho, uh, lines of thoughts and, uh, I think are helpful in helping us understand how we can stay more grounded. He was quoted to say, discover yourself. Otherwise you have to depend on other people's opinions who don't know themselves. Osho. That's poignant right there because how many people right now are depending on other people's opinions who don't know themselves. Most people don't. They're following along. They're following instructions. So, why do you want to discover yourself through other people's opinions? Step away from it. It's not necessary. And so he moves on further and how are you going? This is still Osho. How are you going to know who you are? You cannot know yourself by looking in the mirror and you cannot know yourself by looking in the eyes of others. Whether they appreciate or criticize, those eyes are not more than mirrors. Friends or enemies are all mirrors. You have to know yourself directly, immediately. You have to go within words. Ego lives on attention. It is a false phenomenon. Understand it and become and come out of it. Once you are out of it, a different quality of serenity, a silence which surpasses understanding, a stillness, natural, spontaneous, and a bliss start bubbling within you, an inner dance. And that is the only dance there is, the only ecstasy there is. Unless you attain to that, you are living a false pseudo-life. You are deceiving nobody but yourself. Osho. Another, I, you know, hey, there, and, and what is this all goes back to again? The silence and the stillness. Theme of 2023. The year of stillness and the silent listening. Yeah. 
Got another big long one here, and then I'll finish up with a little Hernan Hess. What is this? Is still Osho? What is the need to go to a church when you can go inside yourself to the real temple of God? What is the need for a priest? What is the need for a pope when you experience God directly, immediately within your own being? When God becomes your personal experience, naturally you are free from being a Christian or a Hindu or a Mohammedan. And there's a fun one, Mohammedan. Hence, no religion wants you to be meditators. I'll repeat that. Hence, no religion wants you to be meditators. They want you to be educated in physics and chemistry and biology. No university in the world has a department for meditation. And without meditation, a man remains incomplete. This is one of the root causes of our misery. Osho. Now, before I finish your inspiring quotes for this Empower Hour, I've had many people tell me this repeatedly this too, again, about the, this is all going back to the grounding. I can't meditate. I can't meditate. Meditation doesn't help. Keep doing it anyway. Keep doing it anyway. It's a practice. The road is bumpy right now. The energies are something else. And they keep accelerating faster than, yeah, our ability to keep grounded is seemingly able to keep up with it. But that's where we just got to dig in a little deeper with that self-knowledge and with that going within and taking the more time away from the noise. That's the way through. That's how you stay grounded. You have to stay out of the noise as much as you can. Because that's all it's designed for. We've talked about that. So we, uh, we, you, you learned all about that again from Lieutenant Stephen Murray. Uh, Lieutenant Colonel, excuse me, full title, Stephen Murray. You've got to stay away from the noise. Understand your signals, but stay away from the noise. Osho also was known to say, love and accept your nature. That is where your journey begins. So, again, it's your nature. You have to accept who you are and how you tick. And again, your, you know, understanding your full forecast, understanding how your charts work, you know, how you were designed to be here. You're not a one size fits all. You don't fit into a mold. You don't fit into a bucket. You are here to be an individual and you are here to serve a purpose in your life. And if you explore your self-knowledge, you're going to find it. Because everybody's got something different. They're a different piece of the entire puzzle. And if I don't know if last time you ever put a, a jigsaw puzzle together, but none of those pieces look alike. Not one of them. You are one piece of a, a collective puzzle. But if you don't understand what your piece is and how your curve fits into this and, and, and we don't fit into the bucket, we fit into 
the web of how the spiraling effect of it all works. That's what we are meant to do. And if we get to that, we can stay grounded and we can move through this with resolve as the focus. Not what the problem is, the resolve of that. That's how we're going to do this. We're not going to do it staying in the state of worry. We're going to do it with concern. Concern is why we get things resolved. But if you're going to stand around and point your finger and blame, which is what we watch every single leader out there do, for the most part, that's all lower vibrational energy, every, every single bit of it. So, it's not the way to go. And Herman Hess had another wonderful quote I found. And I'll leave the uh, how to stay grounded advice. <laughs> Long-winded answer to the question. Who once said, there is no reality except the one contained in within us. That is why so many people live such an unreal life. They take the images outside them for reality and never allow the world within to assert itself. Herman Hess. So I hope that that, again, long-winded as I always am to answer any questions, <laughs> but I, ho I hope you know, those, those passages and, and just different ideas and concepts, what have you, help you in understanding what the necessity really is right now to stay grounded more so than it, it than it ever was. It's, it's, it's time with the self and understanding the self. And, and we were just given the greatest gift for, you know, the last couple of weeks, almost more so of, you know, we had the lunar eclipse coupling, the latter portion of the Mercury retrograde. It was all about reflection. If you took that for yourself as you could, and granted, yeah, everybody has a different lifestyle. Everybody has a different kind of way. But if you are, and you know, you can go back to the previous episodes of the year and, and especially the opening forecast of this year, understanding the energy behind the year of stillness and the silent listen. I, 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 I blasted that message home during that podcast about how important it was this year to stay more to yourself. And not to say that you're not supposed to be out there, you know, obviously connecting with human beings in person, but to stay away from the technology because it's not, it's not going to be where the answers are. That's not where the answers are. So go back and listen to that podcast if you missed it or if you need a refresher because that's, um, you know, important. So once again, thank you guys for, um, my consistent and uh, committed listeners who um, wanted to be a part. We're doing this all anonymously. Nobody's being called out for where they are. Or everybody's privacy is 110% respected, but we've got some great questions here. So without further ado, we're going to keep going. And 
I thought this was a really important question for today, uh, today's topic, uh, today's world, today's, you know, what, what's going on and what we're watching. And a listener uh, wrote in with, do the current cycles have any insight advice concerning teenagers today and how to guide them more consciously? And I, I, Knowing that, you know, the, the, Whitney Houston coined the song, but we all know this anyway, the children, you know, I, she believes the children are our future. And the, the fact of the matter is they af- absolutely are. So if we don't help with what needs to be resolved concerning what they're contending with right now as the adults in charge and, you know, the adults who have the maturity to consciously deal with this, then, you know, it's not really up to the kids to solve the problem, but they are in troubled times. I mean, now when, when, and I, you know, I, I just kind of capped the years of, you know, who's a teenager today. That's anybody born from 2005 to 2008, give or take, you know, that's the general years. Um, and absolutely, the cycles, the current cycles, uh, allow us to understand this age group and how we also can look at them w- with what we call, you know, a generational explanation. Because when they were born, even in the, you know, in that four-year period, certain planets were only, and, and, and that's when we look at outer planets. And that's how you get into understanding. And your outer planets, of course, would be Saturn. Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto, those are the, the, the big, the biggest ones that, um, affect generations. And when we in particular have certain cycles that are kind of banging, especially from Saturn, and you've heard me talk about Saturn quite a bit, um, in previous episodes. And if, if not go back to some some archives from last year i uh, there's about you know understanding your saturn return which happens a couple of times in your life so what these teenagers have been dealing with especially and i i kind of you know put this into gear looking at you know again how cycles were in effect from 2005 to 2008 for the you know and i i, I there's only so many specifics i was going to get into but at that point from 2005 till till about the midway point of 08 or well it was more towards the end of the year when it went in for good you had pluto was still in sagittarius so they all this age bracket, except for if if you're born midway two thousand and eight, the, the, there's some different. Uh, you've got to look at the actual ephemeris because it will vary throughout two thousand eight. Because Pluto wavered when it was retrograde, it, it went into Capricorn for a little bit, then it went back into Sagittarius, kind of like what it's doing right now with. Um, being on that this little tipping point of of Aquarius as it is currently and has been since March it went retrograde May 1st and then by June 11th it's going to go back into Aquarius excuse me go back into Capricorn after being at 0 degrees Aquarius for these this time frame now it's significant 
because what's interesting is, you know, the, these teenagers today, I would like to say that part of the reason why they are, and granted, they've got the devices, you know, obviously they've got the devices, but they're, they're kind of like their power center is if, if, if it's not cultivated properly when they're young at this age, they're going to be a heavily distracted generation. They're, they're all over the place. And that's part of what this is of, of how I'm explaining this. And then you had Neptune was past the midway point of Aquarius and was still in Aquarius from 2005 to 2008, the latter part of Aquarius. Uranus was in Pisces, 10 degrees, and moved to 22 degrees of Pisces by 2008, starting in, in 10 degrees in, in 05. So you've got their... their <laughs> these this generation of teenagers that we're dealing with they 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 are very humanitarian oriented and they're meant to have kind of like i want to say like a, a savvy with and it's why they're savvier with technology than we are and of course when you well us you know technology immigrants as you've 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 heard it referred to in in, in previous episodes because <laughs> i still don't know what i'm doing <laughs> I mean, I, I get by, but I'm, I'm no, I'm no, I'm no savvy when it comes to technology. In fact, I, I, I just kind of cringe with it. That's, that's why I'm, I'm, I, 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 I can get away from it easy. Although I'm just as hooked on it sometimes as anybody else, if I'm not paying attention, you know? So it's, when you're looking at these teenagers today and, and this, again, and, and then you got the ones that are going to be, you know, moving up, you know, as the years go on it, the, this, the, these cycles start to shift, um, you know, in different ways, which will encapsulate, you know, what we call another generation. And I'm running out of the letters of who's who anymore. <laughs> There's generation X, then the millennials and, you know, all these folks. So, but their ability to be distracted, you, you, you can explain that by how the, the, this encapsulation of, of outer planets is. So when you're looking at a, a child individually, just like any adult, you want it, you got to get a grip on their forecast. And if you want to guide your child more consciously, you need to understand their forecast just like your own. Uh, that, that's the big, that's the, the simplest answer to the question, but you, you're dealing with a time in, in history where you got a lot of battles to fight in, in how you're allowed to do that, depending on the kind of influence that these children have. And if you listen to the last episode on the gratitude, I, I, you know, talked a little bit about Rudolf Steiner, I quoted him. And I, I did discuss the school and his, you know, his teachings that are, you know, global, the Waldorf education, and how I do notice a big difference with that education in comparison to how I watch any public school education. 
And, and we all know amongst the 50 million systems that are absolutely broken, our education system is certainly one of them. So if your children are being subjected to a broken system that you you trust is, is supposedly educating them, that's a problem. Because it's going to teach them the wrong kinds of things. And, and let's not even get into, we, we all know what the debates are out there. I'm not here to tell you what to think about it or not to think about it. But the thing is that they are designed to be heavily distracted. So the more we can cultivate them to, to ground, to, to not be an addict to that. Because I don't know about you, but I, most kids, if you take away the device, you get ready to have a meltdown. I mean, it's a, it's a, I'm not, you know, like, whoa. You know, uh, and we do understand, hey, time moves along, the technology is there, but there's no, the, my repeated thing, I, I've said this many times over, is there's no discipline with the, with the technology. Even the adults don't have discipline with the technology. And unless you're disciplined enough to do it for yourself, you're just as caught up in it as any kid can be. And that's the way it all was done, especially the social media. It's there to hook you, but in a not healthy way. Like if you don't get enough likes, oh, like there's your ego. It just plays upon your ego. Like going back to Osho. No, we have to get away. The ego is there to keep us in check, but the ego is not there to run the show. And if we can get to that, we're going to get somewhere as well in, in the way that humanity needs to be healing right now. It needs to be a non-ego understanding. And not that you don't understand yourself, because understanding yourself is not about feeding your ego. It's about really connecting with your soul and connecting with, you know, how wh- why you're here. If you don't know that, you're just going to get swept up into the the the, the complete chaos that is called life. <laughs> and I don't care what period in history you could look at. There's always been chaotic periods in history. This is nothing new. It's just that right now we are, as a humanity, watching an acceleration because of that's how this energy is going. It's so accelerated. Now we can't keep up with it, which is why people feel they can't ground. So you, you can't get into the, the, the trick. I got to keep up with everything. That's, that's what you have to step away from. And the kids have to understand the same thing. So if you do have teenagers out there, understand who they are. Understand their forecast. And one of the most critical things, and or this was also discussed in the gratitude episode with the Steiner education, is really understand your child's moon sign. And especially their Mercury, natal placements in the chart. That's going to tell you two things. That's their emotional bank accounts, how you need to cultivate those very well. And equally, where how are they developing their thought thoughts? Like where, what makes that thought bank they've got, where, what channel is it on? What planet, 
what what sign is Mercury in in their chart? What area of their life is it focused in? And you're going to have a very strong gateway into how to understand that how your child even thinks and how you want to cultivate their mind to develop themselves on an individual basis, not fitting into the mold, which is not what they're supposed to do. They're not, your kids aren't one size fits all either, but they're here for some particular reason. If they got here, they're here for some reason, just like we all are. We all came here for a particular reason. It is not the person standing next to you's reason. So if we start honoring that with children, uh, that's going to be uh, extremely important. Any any age of, of a child. But, of course, going back to the question of the teenagers. Now, the other things that these teenagers are have been dealing with this age bracket 2005 to 2008 which is you know anybody give or take you know um 14 to 17 years of age right now so back in in uh somewhere in, in around the 2018 time frame till very late 2020 the 17 year olds soon to be probably 18 year olds were having a um, their first Saturn opposition, they were still 14 at the time, give or take. So that was a very strong time for them to be, so it's where they get into like a bit of resistance match going on because the Saturn, which is their self-reliance in their own chart where it's natally placed. But that first Saturn opposition happens around about the age of 14 going on 15. So those couple of years are where, that's why we all go through it at that age. It's it's going to align in a direct opposition at some point over the, the 14 to 15, give or take. And then those who are about 16 turning 17 shortly, their Saturn opposition was back in 2020 through the early part of this year and 2007 which is your 15 to 16 year olds, they, they just got through all that because Saturn was in opposition to their natal for these past couple of years. And now your 2008, which is your 14 year olds going into your 15 year or well, it'll be actually your 13 year olds, your 13, 14 year olds, are all going to start to watch their first Saturn opposition happen. And that's where that, that for these next couple of years, because Saturn has just entered Pisces. So Saturn was in Virgo, uh, 2008 through like 2010. So you, they're going to, you're going to watch that unfold. So again, knowing the forecast of the child is really how to guide them more consciously. All right, we're going to take a little, little pause. Okay, so as I, as I, as I figured, I might not have gotten through all the questions, but I think what I might do, you know, moving forward in, in future episodes is maybe have a like designate a question to be answered per episode. I've, I've always thought of doing that. So 
you know, I always welcome questions. I, I love them. It's the only way we learn. And I know I, I speak in a complicated language, which I know sometimes goes over a lot of people's heads if they have no astrology background at all. And, you know, I do my best to get through it. But the, the fact is, if you ask a question and you seek to learn it, if it is of interest to you, it, it eventually starts to, to work. Uh, it starts to make sense just to understand things cycle constantly. There's just cycles. We just got to start thinking in, in, in a circle <laughs> and circles and spirals kind of thing. So I had a, another question of what is the latest you can relate to explain how the current cycles can help us sort through all the various information we have access to concerning the global economy and especially finances for the USA. So most of you, again, if you've been following along, you, you understand this country, America, is in a Pluto return, the first time in its entire existence as a nation. This is why you're watching the financial ups and downs and uncertainties and everything in wonk wonkness like you are. And the Pluto return, we started to feel it in 21. We had our we had three direct hits in 2022. We're gonna have one more as close of a direct hit as we will get. It's the last one that is as close as it'll ever be before it'll move on. And and the return will have, in a sense, completed itself in, in some way. Now, we still have a little work to, that, that will still be done in early 24 uh, with it. But other than that, it's, it's pretty much, it's out of the, you know, we're, we're out of it. Um, it's actually, I think it's September, October of 24. There's one more. It's not very, it's, it's, it's like a two degree, the way it comes back. It doesn't come back exact anymore. Pluto's just doing its wavering dance between Capricorn and Aquarius is, is, you know, really what we're contending with. But this Pluto return, and if you go back to, I believe it's October of 23, Two, there's an episode all designated to America's Pluto return because I don't want to get into the entire nuts and bolts, but that is why these current cycles are doing what they're doing. We have, this is a long road of ironing out how this country understands value, how it really understands money how it understands banking and what is the death and what is going to be the rebirth. That is what Pluto does. It's a long three-year process going on here, but we're close to four technically as, as a way this is wavering around. So it's tricky. Now, we just had for the nation a the Mercury retrograde was in the creation and what the country can manifest. So it's our ability to produce what we create as a nation. What do we what do we come up with that can be either exported or utilized for ourselves? 
So we just had a big Mercury retrograde with that. That was where that reflection sat for the nation. But what happened just before that Mercury retrograde began is that, and go back to the eclipse special that was just a couple of episodes ago, and you'll understand all the energies with the, with with this spring eclipse season that we we are through now. But the eclipses that happened the twentieth of April and the fifth of May are in effect through this autumn. They the, the the way that they channel a new beginning or they channel the release and letting go and sort of cleaning up per se is all in effect through the fall, through the next pairing of eclipses that'll come in by the fall. So the one that happened the day before Mercury went retrograde, April 21st, we had that solar eclipse, 29 degrees, grace under pressure. Again, go back to listen to the eclipse episode and you'll get all the details. It's going to be challenging for this country to manufacture things. There's, there's things, there's a grace under pressure energy that is, is, that is, it, 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 look at what just happened with the writer strike. Now, granted, that could be a bunch of noise and all about the Hollywood, but even to create in that playful way of, I don't even know what Hollywood's doing anymore is really that playful, but the point being is the ability to create, it, whether you're manufacturing something physical form or it's a creative adventure which that all encompasses that the i create of the nation that so that eclipse and the reflection that was from the mercury retrograde simultaneously grace under pressure uh, eclipse and then you which is about pulling in something new but it's going to be grace under pressure for the whole time for six months and I don't know when these people are going to sort out the, the, the writer thing, but I find it, that was, pfft, you couldn't even nail that timing better. That, you know, people are in a writer's strike and, and you know. So that whole creative part of the country is under a bit of conundrum spell right now. Uh, will that affect, the, the, of course it's going to affect finances. These people are making money. And they're demanding more. And I think there's other ways that things to be focused on right now, but that's just my personal opinion on there. Now, the other thing that'll happen, and the next episode's going to be devoted to uh, what goes on in the United States' personal year coming up. It shifts in July. So I'm going to get into the real nuts and bolts of all this in the next episode. But... One of the first things people need to understand is how you want to understand timing in the country and you want to understand money, finances, investments, all of this, the wealth of this nation. We got the Venus retrograde coming up. That she's a little different than Mercury, but that's what she guides. She guides money, finances, relationships, luxuries, all that fun stuff. For the nation. It starts off July 22nd in the country's belief systems, what we believe is true, how we deal with foreign affairs, what are we, you know, there's going to be a lot of interesting things happening with our connections with foreigners, you know, any foreign affair, 
what other countries are doing with us, etc. Now, by August 5th, the Venus retrograde backtracks into the country's wealth. How does it perceive its entire scope upon everything that goes on in this country? The scope of life of the nation. So it's like where the nation is being asked to sit in reflection like an eagle on top of the mountain and look at everything else. How's the leadership in the country going? How's the goals of the country going? How's the inner work of the country going? How's that home and family life for the country going? How's this country's ability to serve itself going? How's, 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 how's the income stream going? There's going to be a lot of reflection. That Venus retrograde will end the 3rd of September. That's a, that's, it's going to be a very, very rocky riding financial summer. I don't really care what anybody says. It's going to be a bumpy ride. Uh, for people who have not prepared. We'll just leave it at that. The approach to that Venus retrograde begins the 19th of June. So it's something people need to be prepared for. We're going to dive into that a lot more next episode. But yes, these cycles, you know, again, this country is going to finally realize, I believe, I, I, I think it needs to slap across the face. You've got to stop buying stuff. And, and stop this material. This next year coming for America is going to... If people don't want to get it, that's fine. But we got to stop this stuff, the consumerism, and, and all the ways that this country just... You know, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. See, I, I, I don't live my life that way. So, I can't resonate and I, I've never have resonated with, with that kind of mindset, but it's obvious how driven this country is towards any of that. And, and, um, that's none of that what matters. The spiritually aligned conscious people are going to be getting through what's coming better than anybody. And, and that's it. The rest of them, I, I don't know what to say. You know, they, they don't want to pay attention. Uh, it's obvious people don't want to pay attention. It's very obvious. I, I, I mean, have you not figured that out by now? Okay. Got a little, I got, I got, I got, what am I got? I got five minutes left here. So another question of what were your observations on all the Mercury retrograde and the lunar eclipse effects upon this year's Kentucky Derby? <laughs> Of course, I, I I grew up a horse lover, so I I, I I do not like the horse racing world. I think it's a, it's an atro another atrocity that needs to end. Um, I think it's just a talk about greed, money, and 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 things inappropriately, unconsciously being done. But what was really sad this year is how many horses died, even before the race happened. Unbelievable. And now what's interesting, now we, we have not had a, a triple crown winner since 15. That was American Pharaoh. And that horse had, where do I have, where do I have, I have the, so American Pharaoh 
This is spell out the truth to lexigrams. So I'm taking the anagrams out of the name of the horse and I'm freezing. A main prime champion he can earn in an open hope. That was American Pharaoh. That was our last Triple Crown winner ever. Now, is Mr. Mage going to do it? Uh, Mage spells a mega game. We'll see. What I did like about him in his chart, he's an Aries horse and he's a nine. So he likes to finish. <laughs> he's determined to finish. So we'll see if he can get the job done. I, I find it interesting, you know, you know, we know that this is like a standard thing in America at this point, having ran was this was the 149th one or 48th. Um, is that, you know, sometimes these races, I, and I have, you know, done some observing in it, and I have some things in my book, it's all in the name, of how, you know, when the, the Mercury retrograde shows up, it, you know, aligns on any of the three legs of the Triple Crown, which typically happens in any given year, sometimes you could, it, it might not, the timing may not uh, align, but this year to start the whole run for the, you know, the whole deal under a Mercury retrograde. I'm I'm curious if this mage is going to pull it off, but we shall see. At this point, when they, with the way that they keep scratching horses, he may be the, one of the only ones left. I, I don't even know. It, it makes me sad. I, like I said, it, it really does make me sad. But here's some interesting things that these names and this is why I, I have there's a whole chapter in my book devoted to sports. And I, and I got into horses names because it was, it started to like, I'm like, Oh my God, you know, just like a person the, the, with their name in the horse has an energy to it. So th these horses I'm going to talk about to just finish up is these are all the horses that have passed that passed uh, during this time frame. Leading up to, the, you know, May 6th is uh, Kentucky Derby. Wild on ice. Let's spell out the truth. Die in a con lie. Or die in con lie. Parents pride. Die in a deep trap. Chasing Artie. In haste, he has a hate. Uh, Code of Kings. Dies in no nice end. Chloe's dream. He see a mad, sad realm. Freezing point. Not free to get to top. And take charge, Brianna. Beat in a great rage hate. And those are just like top of, top of the things that came off. But when they name these horses, they have to be more conscious. Uh, they cannot name a horse with a name that spells die in it like that. I just think that's, that's, that's not good right there. Um, I, I could probably devote an entire episode to talking about this. Um, but that was, you know, running, running, running anything with these kinds of details under a Mercury retrograde, you know, you're always going to have something weird go on. That's, 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 that's all we can be, um, absolutely certain of. And I think I'm going to run over a little bit of the hour today because I'm, I'm, I would like to get 
th these rest of these questions answered so that I get them all in one swoop. And if we keep them, if they keep coming in, then uh, that's great. So we'll just go as long as it takes to finish today. That's what I'm doing. We're still not even off the Mercury retrograde station as I have to be recording this. So that's, that's how it's working out. So the next question uh, we got was, with all the current press surrounding the border issue in America, how does the USA's current forecast allow us to see what we are witnessing? Now, what's interesting is, you know, we've always, you know, people, uh, I'm going to play something because this was, I just was like, watch this and go, oh my God, look at this. You would think it was modern day, um, but I'm play it and I'm going to tell you how, how far back it goes. But one of the things in America's chart is we have the planet Neptune that sits natally in the country's belief systems, abilities to be reachable and teachable, and how it looks at the world in what we call foreign affairs. How does it contend with its foreign affairs? We got the planet of illusion and delusion in that area of the country's life. And the only way that illusion and delusion does not take over is if we get back to meditation. We understand how to be take time in stillness and the silent listen. But America is like, its belief systems are all over the place. And it's so, has been just so easy for that to happen. So people don't know what the truth is about anything. Whether you're in a mass psyop or whatever we are, because the whole world's been in a mass psyop, and we again we discussed that a couple of episodes ago. But this is, I thought this was fascinating. I'll, I'll, after you listen to it, this is this. I'll, I'll let you know how far back this is. But wouldn't you think this is somebody talking about modern day? Wouldn't you just think? There are 12 million illegal immigrants in our country, and our leaders said that it was our job to catch each and every one of them and send them back from where they came from. How? That would mean that every American would have to quit their jobs and start hunting. College students, too. They don't do Get them out there. Even elementary school students will give them a bag lunch and they will have to search for teeny tiny illegal immigrantes. We can spend the rest of our days playing a little game that I like to call Where's Waldito? Or, as you will see it on Telemundo, Donde esta Waldito? Congress responded and said that what we should do in order to prevent this is they voted to build a wall across the border of Mexico, 700 miles long. Apparently, no one had a map. And none of the people seemed to realize 
that it's actually a 2,000-mile border, which means Congress voted to build a 1,300-mile door. They don't stop people. It doesn't work. The Great Wall of China looked good, didn't work. The Maginot Line didn't work. Walls actually haven't worked at all since the invention of the plane. The plane flies over the wall. Ha, 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 I piss on you. And if we were to build the wall, what kind of a wall would it be? Could we do the job? We haven't been able to actually fix up New Orleans. I don't know if we do the job right. I think when the wall was done, it would actually be uh, 12 feet wide and 700 miles high. <laughs> and the contractor, the last day, would be going, uh huh. Son of a bitch! Why didn't you tell me, Pedro? Here's the kicker. They voted to build the wall. They did not vote for the funding to build it. That's the punchline. They voted to build an imaginary wall. They voted to build an imaginary wall. That's insane. They voted to build something that isn't there. How many drugs would it take for you to have to actually make that vote? Oh, this will really work. We're going to test it and see how many imaginary Mexicans it keeps out. And then we'll build the real thing. Good night, Montreal. I Now, that, if you didn't recognize that voice, is uh, Mr. Lewis Black from 2007. And isn't that interesting? I I I just found that to be completely interesting because wouldn't you just like hear what he's saying and almost believe that that is exactly what we're still contending with today? Why are we? I mean, that is hello. It, it it's it, it, that's too long ago. You know, it's too long ago. And this is where, you know, people wonder, how long is it going to take to see that the issues, as we go back to the beginning of this podcast, the issues have never been resolved. There's never been a resolve to them. We just keep focusing on the problem. And until this country and its citizens take time to get more conscious and start meditating and start self-understanding their own way of being, 
they're never going to be a contributing proactive person to have solutions to any of these problems. And if you, you know, again, have picked up listening to, again, I, I keep referring back to um, the man with common sense, Lieutenant Colonel Stephen Murray. If you listen to any of his most recent podcasts, he will explain to you how he feels, what is going on with that border and what's really going on. And he did kind of get into that on the episode that we did back in March, but keep up with him and what he's currently doing because, uh, and currently talking about because he is, he has plenty to say and I'll let him, I'll, I'll let you do that on, on your own accord. Um, next question. With your preparedness for passages of reflection, it struck me odd the timing of Prince Charles's coronation under both Mercury retrograde and just after a lunar eclipse. Can you weigh in on how this was a good uh, or a bad thing? <laughs> well, I uh, I kind of, you know, again, that was a lot of noise in my book, but... Um, Knowing uh, that I can, I can tap in a little bit. I, you've got, I, I, I don't think it's going to last long. Uh, that's, that's my answer to the question. I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. And I, you know, to classify anything as a good or a bad thing, uh, is, is not my business. The, the energy reads what the energy reads. So Charles is a, uh, Scorpio, 14th of November. He is currently in a uh, master number 22-4 personal year. He will enter a year of permanent irreversible change that comes up in this coming November. So he was, you know, granted, he he moved into, uh, he moved out of a month where, you know, he was recognized, supposedly given more responsibility, recognition, and reward during April of of twenty twenty and May is a month of endings conclusive conclusive conclusions excuse me so I don't think he really will feel like he's stepping forward until June and I think it might take him a little while to adjust because yes what the irony of it is is that this mercury retrograde cycle for his chart was happening in his career and public life where he's recognized so, uh, to have sealed such a celebratory deal, although I technically, he became King last September when the queen, you know, when that was announced. So whether or not, um, you know, this, but I, you know, it was more of the formality of it, of the coronation, but I, I think it's going to be a little bit of a rocky road because the, the solar eclipse that happened on the 20th of April was, um, for, for him in his chart kicked off in equally his career. So that, that, which the eclipse indicates, yes, he's got a new beginning in his career in public life, but that is riddled with grace under pressure. Riddled. 
So that will be the telling tale of it's a bit of a bumpy ride for him in the six months to either gain his footing as, you know, people respecting him or not respecting him, you know, depending on what his country, you know, truly, you know, does. And then as the lunar eclipse paired in on the 5th, which was the day before the officiating of the coronation, he had, uh, that happened in his home and family life. So, and kind of like what we say, his homeland, which of course would be England in his personal case. So he's got, you know, there's a lot of things moving back and forth between I, I don't know how he will adjust to, to you know, he's always been in the public eye, let's face it, but whether his, the, there's things coming out of the, quote, woodwork in, in his um, home and family life. So we'll see what that's about. And my other of looking at how in the midst of this six-month period of how these eclipses are, are, are working with him, he will have the the venus retrograde coming up it does affect his quote his ability to pull in money in his life but the like uh, we have to see what happens it, it is the like that the throes of luxury will be taken away in some way shape or form and then he has to go back and really really work with changing his entire approach to life that's the twofold story of, of how that Venus retrograde is, is going to be at work for him. And, and he's got some pretty intense, even as, you know, August rolls in and there's a Mercury retrograde that's going to overlap this Venus retrograde in late August. By that point, that all intertwines in that same area of his life of, of how he earns money and how he pulls all that in. But the Venus at that time is going to be very close and, and he's going to get a big crossover of that Venus retrograde on top of his natal Pluto. Now Pluto is his quote power and how he is seen in, in, in the world. So I suspect something will be in August for him. And then even as it will go under the shadow, the Venus retrograde, which will roll out in September through early October, late August, September for him is, well, I think it'll be interesting. Let's, we'll just leave it at that. Uh, I don't think he will rule as long as people think. That's just what the forecast says. It's not my personal opinion about the man. It's just, I, it's not a good idea to be starting your coronation under, um, and even when he took over last year, if you want to get into all the timing of that from September of 22, it was Mercury retrograde then. So there's all that to consider. So just, um, well, we'll, 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 we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> All right. So last question and then we're out of here. Um, and thank you for hanging in there, uh, for a, a little extra long listener special of the Sri Star Power Hour. So this was more than one person had asked me this as well. 
when can we expect you to do any videos again? And I, I don't really have any immediate uh, response answer. Most people, you, you've heard me say this before. Uh, I'm honoring what the energy's doing or what the energy is asking for. It, it is more important to be connecting with people in person versus this continuing the, the habit people got into in 2020 heavily or even more addicted to it. I don't, I don't know how you want to, however you want to view it. The video, video technology is wonderful, but I don't find it's a proactive way to be communicating right now. I think podcasting is a wonderful way that everything I do on Soul Certainty community on Patreon is, is in written form or it's, it's another audio. And I, the energy that you don't need to look at me to understand what's going on. Uh, and I think people have a false sense of connecting with people through the videos than the way good old fashioned style radio voice works. And that is, again, the biggest calling of 2023's taking stillness in the silent listen. Personally, I, you should just be listening to yourself. <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> but I know everybody needs guidance right now. And, and so that's where what my purpose is. Uh, I, I, and I, I, I hope it will remain that way. But if, if that doesn't stay supported, I will, you know, go on and figure something else out that I know how to do. But that's why I'm not on video. I, I, you don't, I, first of all, and another thing to add to it is the way this AI business is going and the, the, the ability to people to duplicate things and manipulate things. I don't even want anything out there for the, for that to can even happen to. That's another reason why I also, which I didn't, you know, I explain so verbatim in, in the earlier part of the year, but I certainly made it a point when I explained the energy of this year of understanding your privacy and the value of what that was going to become and how it could be invaded. And where, wh what are you watching now with all this AI stuff? You know, it won't last forever, but there's got to be a way that that will be uh, controlled or, or, you know, monitored uh, in, in, a, in a way that is conscious because otherwise, you know, there's no question we're in trouble if that's the case. But I'm just not putting anything out there that can be done in that fashion. So that's why I'm also sticking to the silent listen for all the way my work is being perceived. Um, I'm spending less time on social media. I, I just, I, I can't stay grounded in that space anymore. I don't want to be online. You just don't know whose energy is all caught up in that online stuff. 
So silent listen modalities are how you protect yourself better. I'm just, and I'm not faulting anybody for doing video. I just don't want to personally do it for, for now. We'll see how things progress in 2024. And I'll see how, con- you know, the connectivity may change a little bit. Uh, it, it should promise to do so. But that's my, that's my two cents on that. And thank you and thank those who respect that and, and understand that, you know, that's just how it is right now. And so thank you for understanding. And as always, thank you so much for being here and taking another silent listen to the Sharita Star Empower Hour. Be sure to go to uh, the go-to link for today's episode to explore more concerning how the current collective energies discussed today personally work with your forecast to help you attain soul certainty. And please share this podcast with anyone you know seeking clarity and insight for their conscious life right now. We'll be back on June 2nd with more Consciousness Conversation for 2023 with focus upon America's forecast, which very soon shifts into its spiritual material conflict 18-9 personal year cycle on the 4th of July. This is a not-to-miss episode for any conscious American or warrior in the world. This is Sharita Starr from Mind, Body, Spirit FM signing off for today's message to never compromise living consciously. Take good care of each other and namaste, dear stars. Hello, I'm Dr. Stephen Farber, and I am an author, teacher, psychotherapist, and shamanic practitioner. On my podcast, Healing for Your Soul, I welcome some amazing guests and introduce you to some healing techniques like earth magic, working with nature and animals, and really getting to the heart of what is keeping you stuck. I want to help you deepen your spirituality and let go of blocks that are holding you back. Let me help you in this journey called life. Part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network, 
Subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode.